Welcome to the Foundry Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Foundry Church or how to get involved, visit us at thefoundrychurch.com. Good morning, Foundry Church. I have to be a little bit careful, um, so I have to I have something to admit. Uh, Andrew, if you're watching, I'm sorry I broke your table. Um, <laughs> during my rehearsal for this a little bit as I was practicing. Um, so it's duct taped. Uh, so I have to be careful with that. So if, it, if the table just flies away, then don't, you know, you've been warned. Um, it's great to have so many here in person today and watching online. Hope everyone has had some rest and relaxation this weekend. Um, and just gotten to spend some time with family and with friends. Um, or if you're like me, going from swimming pool to baseball field and back again. Um, so it's, it's the constant cycle of, of kids' sports. Um, so we're kicking off a, a, a new series of sermons this week called The Power of One. Um, but in Andrew's absence, it could have just as easily been called The Replacements. Um, <laughs> So today you got me. Um, as, as Paul mentioned, uh, Andrew and Christina are at the beach enjoying some time with her family uh, and getting some much needed rest and relaxation. relaxation. Um, speaking of family, um, I just want to give a, take a, a bit of personal privilege here and give a shout out to my wife, Kirsten. Uh, she's our director of outreach and hospitality. Um, the hostess with the mostess. Um, and thankfully, you all get to hear and see more of her than you do me. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for the applause, but I'm going to ask you to do it again for all of our, for our pastor who may be watching, I don't know. Uh, sorry about the table again. Um, uh, all of our church staff, all of our volunteers, let's just give them a quick round of applause. Thank you so much. And if you're watching online, go ahead and uh, show your appreciation in the chat. But before I go any further, let me just open up with a quick word of prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this beautiful weather. Thank you for bringing everyone together here today. With so much going on in the world, we just pray that you, you bless us and that you bless this world. We know that it's a broken and fallen world and we are broken and fallen people. And Lord, we just ask that you Bless us. In your name we pray. Amen. I have to tell you, it was, uh, it was hard for me to write my remarks for today. I wasn't feeling inspired. Um, a, lot is going around, a lot is going on around us in our own lives and in the lives of those closest to us. Um, my heart has been heavy. My thoughts have been unclear. Um, and I've, I've felt a lot of anger, um, and it, it really, well, it, pr it probably doesn't help when I've been watching the series Vikings on Netflix, uh, when it just kind of makes you want to grab an axe and go into battle, um, so it, you know, that probably hasn't helped. Um, nevertheless, it seems we can't catch a break. Um, just as we're coming out of a pandemic, the economy tanks, inflation is at a 40-year high, uh, gas prices are at an all-time high. Um, there's been two mass shootings in 
less than a month. A war is still ongoing in Ukraine, um, and we're in the midst of a culture war. Um, if, if I just didn't paint a rosy picture for you, I don't know, you might be in the wrong spot. Um, but we are in a storm of epic proportions with eternal significance. Let me say that again. We are in a storm of epic proportions with eternal significance. And those that really know me know that I love the West. I love to fly fish, I love to hunt. Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, I love it. Uh, the beauty of the unadulterated wilderness, uh, the calm of a mountain river, and the ferocity of the storms that just roll through uh, the valleys. When you think of the West, you think of toughness, you think of cowboys, you think of pioneers, uh, freedom, and the reverence for the land that God provided. The symbol of the American West and America's national mammal, the bison. Um, and I won't do a formal survey, but before I started um, researching and, and preparing for today, I didn't know we had a national mammal, um, <laughs> but we do. Um, the bison, it's a, it's a great, it's a rugged, and it's a majestic animal that is revered by Native American tribes um, for what it provides them as a source of food and materials. Theodore Roosevelt was also fascinated by the bison. Um, and it inspired his love for the outdoors and his conservation work. And he's ultimately credited for, for, for saving this great animal from being hunted out of existence in North America. Yet it's one of their unique traits that has inspired my comments for today. Unlike their domestic cattle relatives, when a storm is approaching, bison travel into a storm rather than hunker down and wait for that storm to pass. It lessens the time that they have to endure the storm and it also lessens the impact that it has on them and their herd. You see, we as Christians, we must travel into the storm. Because throughout the Bible, that is what God the Father and his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, have called others to do. And we are challenged to do that even in today's world. God called Moses to go into the storm and sent him back to Egypt to, to set the Israelites free. He sent David to go battle Goliath. Daniel was placed into a lion's den. And Paul was sent out to expand the kingdom during a period where Christians were being persecuted throughout the Roman Empire, and he was ultimately imprisoned. But the first example I want to focus on today is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 32. And we can read that together, but you can use the Bibles that are under the seat in front of you, uh, and those are yours to keep or to give, to take and give to a friend. Um, or, um, as Paul mentioned, we have the Foundry, Burke, Foundry Church Burke app. Uh, I don't know if I said that right. Um, it's available on the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, if you don't have it already. And in there, the scripture, I think, can be, can be pulled up. Um, 
But in chapter 14, verse 22 through 32, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up onto the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the worst waves because the, because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When his disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. After feeding the 5,000, Jesus sent his 12 disciples ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, uh, knowing, that there, knowing that there was a storm approaching. Jesus literally sent his disciples into the storm. Just like the disciples, we, the church, are being sent into the storm. Except our storm is not a meteorological event. It's a storm brought about by a society that trivializes the church, minimizes the value of unborn life, and places a higher value on the number of social media followers one has over modesty and hard work. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. The sad truth is, is it isn't getting any easier, especially if you have kids. But Foundry Church, like the bison, we must bravely go into the storm to fight through it rather than hunker down, hope for the best, and be a, a victim of the circumstances in a popular culture around us. The good news is, like the disciples, Jesus is never far off, and he is here to help us. When he walked out onto the water to their boat, and by this time, most biblical scholars um, kind of agree that the length of time that has passed, the, the boat is about three miles off the shore. So Jesus not only walked on water, which is a miracle and amazing, he walked three miles out to them on the water. Um, and he said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. And then he got into the boat, and the storm died down. We have to be willing to let Jesus into our boats, our lives, to help us because this storm is too important to continue to let it rage. And this, this storm is too important to, to, to succumb to it. 
As the hands and feet of Christ, we must work diligently to expand his kingdom and have the faith that he will calm the storm around us and will guide a lost world back to his loving embrace. The second and the most important example of God sending an individual into a storm is when he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, into, the, into a fallen world to save it. Scripture tells us in the first chapter of John, verses 9 through 11, that the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. You see, Jesus willingly gave up his seat in heaven, knowing he was going into the storm. He became one of us to be rejected by his own people. He bore our sins on the cross, even after being denied by those he loved most. And soon after being baptized and beginning his ministry, Jesus went into the desert. He went into another storm willingly to be tempted by Satan. And just as the devil tempted Christ, he continues his spiritual warfare today. All you have to do is watch CNN or Fox News, and you would think that the enemy is winning. But Foundry Church, we have all we need to fight these battles and win this war. We're reminded in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 17, that God provides us all we need. Let me read that for you real quick. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when a day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then that with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition, to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can distinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. See, we've got all we need right there. Got all we need. We face our own storms. Every storm looks different. Every storm feels different to each of us. But each storm is equally important. I can tell you that I've suffered through storms by myself, thinking I can fix it, trying to lean on my own understanding and my own uh, power. I haven't prayed during those, those storms, and I've kept those struggles to myself. And let me say unequivocally, that is not the way to do it. That only just, it's like doubling down on hard times. We need our family and we need our friends. It's better to weather the storm with others. 
They can encourage you. They can pick you up. They can pray with you, and they can pray for you. Most importantly, we need God. He will carry us through the storm. He will help us remember why we need him and why he is enough for us. Well, this isn't, uh, this isn't a typical Andrew sermon. Um, I'm going um, to, it's, it's a lot shorter. Um, so I'll go ahead and ask the band to already kind of come back up. Um, and uh, so we, as I, as I kind of close this out here, um, it's no secret and there, and there really is no way to sugarcoat it. We are in a battle. Sometimes that battle is in our own lives. Sometimes that battle is in the world or culture around us. And sometimes, quite frankly, we don't know where we we're being attacked from. Life just feels heavy. Like, but just like the bison, we too must go into each storm. But it's okay to be scared. We, but while it's okay to be scared, we can't allow ourselves to be victims of circumstances as Christ's disciples did when they were in the boat during the storm. We do not go into battle alone, and we do not go unprepared. We have the Holy Spirit going with us, we have the armor of God to equip us. And Foundry Church, we have each other and our family and our friends to support us. Speaking on their behalf, Andrew and Christina are here for each of you. Kirsten and I are here for each of you. Uh, and Jim and Tyler, the other elder apprentices uh, of this church, they and their families are here for you. I'm proud to be part of this community. This is a community of warriors. This is a community, this is a herd of bison. We're all going into the storm. We're all fighting the battles for in our own lives and for the kingdom. So mixing metaphors a bit, let's forge ahead into the storm. Amen? Thank you.